the Biden administration is set to unveil a rule that'll have massive implications for our industry. Rising shelter and healthcare costs are just some of the news that's come out of our recent economic updates. And we have, if you stay to the end, we have a great story on AI so you can stay informed of the latest. And it's a really interesting conversation to have with your customers. If you want to set yourself up for success, you got to stay informed. Welcome back to the Hairdresser Strong News and what does it have to do with you? We at Hairdresser Strong believe that all stylists and barbers are entrepreneurs, whether you want to admit it or not. Those of us that recognize this and embrace this will experience greater success than those who do not as a whole. We must be stay apprised of the news that impacts our business and clients. We should also stay apprised of current events so that we are able to have easy, informed, and sophisticated conversations behind the chair. This will elevate our success, perceived value, and esteem amongst the public and potential clients. This way, we could all have a strong business and lead the life we want to. All right. I am uh, going to say thank you so much for joining me. If you're listening on podcast, uh, just do me a huge favor and click subscribe and uh, give us a rating. Also, if you're listening on YouTube, please give us a, a thumbs up and hit that subscribe button. All right. I'm going to share my screen and we're going to get into the news. Here we go. All right, so what we have here is an article from Reuters, and it's titled Biden Administration to Unveil Contractor Rule That Would Upend Gig Economy by Daniel Weisner and David Shepardson. I'm just going to read a little bit here and then I'll explain it. The administration of the U.S. President Joe Biden will release a final rule as soon as this week that will make it more difficult for companies to treat workers as independent contractors rather than employees that typically cost a company more, an administration official said. And then I have just a couple of lines I want to read from you and then we'll talk about it. The rule will likely decrease flexibility for workers, resulting in lost opportunities to earn money, according to Mark Friedman, the vice president at the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, the largest U.S. business lobby. It is likely to threaten the flexibility of individuals to work when and how they want and could have significant negative impacts on our economy. In a draft version of the rule in 2022, the Labor Department said it would consider factors such as workers' opportunity for profit or loss, investment, permanency, the degree of control by the employer over the worker, and whether the work is an integral part of the employer's business. All right, so what are we what are we talking about here? Um, primarily, we're talking about uh, you know contractors. You know, there's a big conversation in our industry about um, you know in some. A lot of there's a misclassification of 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 hairdressers where a hairdresser will be treated like an employee but only paid like a contractor. That's a big one. Or if um, if someone if like a group of people want to get together and they want to run a business and uh, are they able to uh, not all be partners of that business? Like say four people get together but only two people own the business but the other two want to just uh, come and go as they please but they don't want to have to pay rent. 
And uh, so these rules would basically say you don't even have the choice to uh, pay a percentage of your of your of your comp of your sorry of your revenue to a business like you, you they taken away your choice. Now this is because uh, of misclassification and you know, people getting a employee utility out for a contractor wage. So this is in response to that. Now you know there are different opinions. I'm not here to say what is. I'm gonna let you figure that out on your own. But basically, it's gonna get a lot harder and a lot tighter and a lot more riskier uh, to kind of kind of toe that line or sorry walk that line so um yeah tell me what you think about that i think that's a pretty big story uh joe biden is a big union man so he really believes in organized labor he really believes in rules and regulations to protect workers so this is really no surprise um he had another rule that he tried to get passed in the jobs act and uh, it got, I think it got kind of beat down. So this is expected to go, uh, be challenged in court. Um, you can read more about it if you want. And uh, so we'll just wait and see on that one. Okay. All right. So next story is also on Reuters. Reuters uh, titled Rising Shelter Healthcare Costs Lift U.S. Consumer Inflation in December by Lucia Mutakani. And I'm just going to read a little bit here for you. Oh, you know what? I didn't even uh, share my screen. Let me do that real quick and share my screen again. Okay, so if you're listening on podcast, you can just listen along. I'm going to read everything or or you can click on the links below and follow along. All right, January 11th, U.S. consumer price prices increased more than expected in December with Americans paying more for shelter and health care, suggesting it was probably too early for the Federal Reserve to start cutting interest rates. And uh, remember, we've been talking about interest rates quite a bit and how good, you know, high interest rates are good because you can get like um, you can get high yields in your in your savings or money market accounts or CDs, you know, very, very low risk, uh, pretty decent return on your money. Um, however, that also means that you it's going to be hard to buy a house. It's also means it's going to be hard to expand your business. It's going to be hard to open a business if you're like planning to open a business. Uh, okay, so let's check this out here. Well, I know and the big thing about the inflation numbers is um, if the inflation keeps going up, those rates are not going to come down. And so we really need to see if you want to see um, interest rates on on property and loans go down, then you want to see inflation go down. And this, according to this, uh, this says that you can see the uptick here from November to December, and uh, that just shows that the the price of of goods and that we pay for things has gone up. I got another chart here. This chart here is the annual change in U.S. consumer price index. You can see right here, all prices dropped right right as we went into COVID, and then they skyrocketed all the way up to nine percent increase. And just don't don't forget, like. This says from 2020 to 2022, it went from as low as zero to 9% inflation, but that's year over year. So like from 20 to 21, you had 2%. And then from 21 to 22, you had like 7%. So that's, you know, simple back of the napkin, back of the napkin math is 9% plus another 9% is 18% plus another right here in 2023, 4%. So it's 2022, 22%. So you see, it's like from since COVID, prices have gone up significantly. And that, as we know, uh, does hurt our ability to make money if prices are high. 
<clears throat> and it, it cuts into our bottom line and we have to decide whether we're going to pass that on to the customer or if we're going to ride out this storm thinking that maybe it'll pass for a little bit. Uh, who knows? You know, you don't want to raise your prices um, without really considering it. And uh, you also don't want to not raise your prices and hurt you and eat it. You know, so that's a very individual uh issue there you know we just raised our prices and i will definitely not raise my price for at least another two years but i also think that i'm at the top of the price spectrum uh for right now that i feel comfortable with with my cost my clientele you know talking to them and you know them being understanding that the prices are going up um but anyway that could just be an emotional thought uh, what is not emotional are these numbers right here you can see that the prices have gone up significantly but they are coming down so that's some optimism as i mentioned uh, last week in my predictions, I am cautiously optimistic about the future. Okay, so let's keep going. I got one more chart. U.S. unemployment claims. You can see that the unemployment claims are still kind of averaging somewhere around 200,000. Uh, basically, you know, it doesn't, the important thing is like, what are the expectations and were they below or above expectations? So unemployment is showing that un that not that many people, not less people are claiming unemployment than were expected, which means that the economy is stronger than the Fed would need it to be in order to warrant dropping interest rates. So the good news is people got jobs. You can earn good money on your on your savings or, or you know, maybe not in your savings because the big banks don't want to give you a return. So you might have to put it in um, a high yield savings account. Like I, American Express has one. Uh, Sally May has a has a money market account. Um, you can get CDs most places and they usually are paying around 5%. And um, so anyway, that's your economic update. Uh, it's still in line with strength and optimism. And so we'll keep an eye on that. Last but not least, we got the... Uh, an article in the AP News Associated Press, it's titled ChatGBT Makes Maker Braces for Fight with New York Times and Authors on Fair Use of Copyrighted Works. So let me read the paragraph here. A barrage of high-profile lawsuits in a New York federal court will test the future of ChatGBT and other artificial intelligence products that would, wouldn't be so eloquent had they not ingested huge troves of copyrighted human works. So basically you got New York Times and a bunch of authors are suing ChatGPT saying that you would be nothing without me. And I mean it sounds like it, I don't know. I don't know, but it sounds like that might be true. Uh but that doesn't necessarily mean that ChatGPT did anything wrong, you know. So all right, let's come down and like let's I'm just going to read you a little bit of stuff and then we'll explain it and then we'll wrap it up. Okay, so the lawsuit each of the lawsuits makes a different allegation, but they all center on the San Francisco-based company OpenAI. Building this product on the back of other people's intellectual property, said attorney Justin Nelson, who is representing the nonfiction writers and whose law firm is also representing the Times. What OpenAI is saying is that they have a free ride to take anybody else's intellectual property really since the dawn of time as long as it's on the internet. So uh, there's like a fair use argument, and I'm going to get to that in a second. So the response, here you go. So basically what the lawsuits are saying is like, I put all this stuff out there, I post it on the internet, doesn't mean you can use it, use it to build another business, except for that's exactly what I'm doing. And so many YouTubers, like I'm using this free article right now and regurgitating and curating it. Uh, anyway, I don't know that that's the same, but um, 
anyway, I don't know. Tell me what you think. I would like to, I don't, I don't, I don't really know what to think. Like this is also new. So I'd love to hear from you. Okay. Each of the lawsuits makes a different allegation. I already said that. All right. So the response, OpenAI and Microsoft haven't yet filed formal counter arguments on the New York cases, but OpenAI made a public statement this week describing the Times lawsuit as without merit and saying that the chat bot's ability to regurgitate some articles verbatim was a rare bug. And then they go on to say training AI models using publicly available internet materials is Fair use. That's a legal thing. Fair use. As supported by long-standing and widely accepted precedents, said a Monday blog post from the company. It went on to suggest that the Times either instructed the model to regurgitate it or cherry-picked their examples from many attempts. So OpenAI is saying, listen, dude, we're not regurgitating. We're not copywriting your stuff. It just is trained on it. And if you try hard enough, you could probably get it to regurgitate your stuff. That's an interesting argument. But at the end of the day, they're saying it's all fair use. There's a lawsuit, a historical lawsuit um, that says that if it's posted on the Internet, I guess anyone can use it. Um, but I do think you might have to like give credit. I don't know. Anyway. All right. So who's going to win? Much of the AI industry's argument rests on the fair use doctrine of U.S. copyright law that allows for limited uses of copyrighted materials, such as for teaching, research or transforming the copyrighted work into something different. So I uh, was this fair use. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, in response, the legal team representing the Times wrote Tuesday that what OpenAI and Microsoft are doing is not fair use by any measure because they're taking from the newspaper's investment in its journalism to provide substantive products without permission or payment. It's a heated battle. Like we knew about the the Screen Actors Guild thing that had a lot to do with this. They want to protect their likeness, so people can't just like it's like, hey, uh, ChatGPT or whoever, make me a movie uh, starring these actors on this plot, and just take make it a Mission Impossible meets uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> that sounds kind of cool, actually. All right. So anyway. Um, so the last section here is there's more to it beyond the court. Some media outlets and other content creators are looking beyond the courts and calling for lawmakers or the U.S. Copyright Office to strengthen copyright protections for the AI era. A panel of the U.S. Senate Judiciary Committee heard testimony Wednesday from media executives and advocates in a hearing dedicated to AI's effect on journalism. Roger Lynch, the chief executive of the Condé Nast magazine chain, planned to tell senators that generative AI companies are using our stolen intellectual property to build tools of replacement. And then it goes on. We believe that a legislative fix can be simple, clarifying that the use of copyrighted content in conjunction with gener commercial gen AI is not fair use and requires a license. You imagine how expensive that would be to license all the information on the Internet? Would we even have Chad GBT? So let me know what you think. I think this is really interesting news. And, um, you know, I don't know that that's going to have an impact on our ability to use AI in our business. So don't worry. We'll be talking about that more. We've talked about in the past. And uh, anyway, so let me know what you think. I'd love to hear from you. And uh, I hope that this information keeps you informed so you can make better decisions for your business and or just have something great and fun and sophisticated or just informed to talk about with your customers. All right. Until next time, I'll see you later.